I know I'm not going to marry her. When should I break it off? I've tried several times and eventually I cave. Yeah, that's just kind of being pathetic and weak because it's not fair to her. It's not fair to you to live a lie and lead her on because women have a window that closes a lot faster than us guys do as far as being able to have kids. And when you rob her of the best years of her life and pretend that you want something more, she's planning her life out. And meanwhile, mentally, Elvis has already left the building and you're not even there. You're not present because the longer you stay with her, you're keeping yourself from somebody that you should ideally be, be with and vice versa. You're keeping her from being with a guy that is ideally suited for her. Mm-hmm. And when you really love somebody and you care about them, you want them to be happy, even if that's not with you. Yeah. I think that's super selfish. Um, like trying to hold someone back because I've had situations where the person didn't even necessarily like me, like me. They just liked the idea of me. And I guess being with me boosted their ego and like just bring me around their family or their friends. They felt like, oh, yeah, like I have some cuffing season. I, I guess so. And it's like in the moment I feel like, oh, yeah, he really likes me. I'm being introduced to the family. But really, he was just he was going after this this high. Like um, like I, I made him feel sup- superior, I guess. And the minute he realized he didn't need me to feel that way anymore, it was kind of just like, I'm done. Like, I don't, okay, I'm, I'm moving on. It's over. And then you're just left there like, um, well, I thought we had something real. I thought we had an actual relationship, but I guess I was only kidding myself. And that's not fair because you're wasting my time. The older I get, the less, you know, the dating life becomes way harder and not. So you were projecting your irrational fantasy onto him and ignoring the fact that he wasn't actually reciprocating. Well, I really thought he did like me, but it turned out it wasn't true. He played it well because, you know, I I personally think bringing people to your family is like a deep thing. I don't just bring anyone to my family. I think that's disrespectful to my mom or my grandma to bring a random around. But I guess some people don't really value their family as much and they'll just bring whoever or maybe it's also possible, but especially for guys that get older, like, when are you going to settle down? When are you going to get a girlfriend? Yeah. You know, like, because that happens a lot during the holidays. You don't want to go and deal with your aunt or your grandma going, what's going on? Where's, where, where are you going to bring, when are you going to get married? When am I going to get grandkids? When am I going to get nieces and nephews and stuff like that? And so around the holidays, a lot of times people like, oh, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to deal with that. So they hang out with somebody. A little bit more. I just did an email uh, newsletter the other day where things got hot and heavy around the holidays. And then like first week of January, she just kicked him in the curb and he's shocked. (laughs) And when I looked at the timeline of when she asked him to be serious, like I think in that particular case, they've been dating like four or five months. Mm -hmm. And if he's following what's in the book and assuming it's a normal, healthy woman and not some kind of fruit loop. She's going to be in love by week six or seven, wanting to be in a relationship. And so that didn't actually happen till right before the holidays. Like I think around around Thanksgiving time, she wanted to be exclusive. Yeah. But you could look at the actions, the things she was doing, the things she was saying leading up to that. And even after they became exclusive and you could tell that she really just wasn't that into him. Yeah. And then he was shocked like right after um, Christmas, New Year's. It's like she broke up with him over something like really stupid. I don't remember what it was. I don't know. Maybe Jade, maybe you remember there was a 
newsletter in this past week that I filmed, where it's like right after, um, right after New Year's. It's like they, she picked a fight over something like really dumb, mm-hmm. and broke up with them and blamed it on that. But it's women don't dump men that they're in love with. They dump men that they don't have attraction for and they don't respect and they don't care. Because he was yeah. shocked because he's thinking five weeks before she wanted to be exclusive. Now we have one little bit of friction, and then that, that's the end of the relationship. You know, see you later. Mm-hmm. And the reason she walked away, bottom line, is she just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of girls nowadays are leaving guys like nothing, though. And I think it's because of a They leave and they don't care. Yeah, they're just like, which I kind of agree with, and at the same time I don't agree with. But Women do the breaking up 75% of the time, by the way, and filing for divorce. Yeah, like a lot of girls are getting to the point where if you're not meeting that person's standard or her standard or she's not getting treated the way she expects to be treated, she's out. Like before we would hang around and wait until the guy changes or becomes better. But now the girls are just like, okay, bye. Like, well, human beings in general, I mean, we all know people, we have friends, we have family that you could tell that relationship needs to end and yet it just keeps lingering month after month. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a year or two later, I've got, you know, a good friend of mine who when he realizes a relationship needs to end, it usually takes him two or three years to oh get gosh. around to ending it. And meanwhile, all this time is, is going by. And he, as long as I've known him, every single girlfriend ha- has been like that. It takes him like two to three years wow. to finally break up and, and be single. But he talked, you got to listen to him talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of, you know, a lot of people do that because they don't want to be lonely. They don't want to be single. They don't want to get back to dating apps. They don't want to get back in the, the dating world. And because everybody's gone out and had dates that didn't go well. And you're like, thinking, oh, yeah. I don't want to go through that again. So it's easier to stay mm-hmm. what, with what's mediocre versus nothing at all. Or maybe it's three months. Maybe it's six months. Maybe it's two years before you meet somebody yeah. that you really click with again on that level. So it's hard. It's hard to leave because your whole identity becomes wrapped up. And the relationship, you know, mm-hmm. especially if you're living together, you get up every day, you eat breakfast, you eat lunch, you eat dinner on the weekends or whatever, you sleep together, you shop together, you travel together, and then all of a sudden, that person's not even in your life anymore. Yeah. And you're in a, living in a different place, and oftentimes, especially if the relationship's gone on for years, there's usually friendships and family relationships that you've kind of let go by the wayside because you're so focused on your relationship, and all of a sudden... You got all this time in your hands. Like, what do I do with myself? Because right. your whole identity was everything you did together as, as a couple. And mm-hmm. now they're not even in your life. And then you realize you're just alone, like extra alone because you dropped everything for that person. Which I don't understand because I personally think the dating life is fun. Like, I like dating. I like meeting new people, going out and not having to devote myself to someone like I can go to bed at night not worrying about sending someone that good night or just got home like I don't care to keep someone updated 24 hours like I can just go home and go to sleep in peace and watch my tv and no one's blowing up my phone like hey I miss you I love you like I don't know why people crave that so much like I get it I get it I love the romance and all that stuff but enjoy your single life because what I've seen online, it's like you have to enjoy being single because one day you're never going to be single ever again. And then you're going to miss it. And you're not going to be able to experience Well, that's what's sold to everybody. You're going to have the Disney fantasy. You're going to yeah. meet your person, the one. And then forever and ever you'll be together and you'll die in your deathbed within minutes of each other. And it, mm-hmm. Life is never that way. 
You never know. Some people have been together for like over 40 years or 50 years. And yeah, but that's in happy. That's like the rare exception to the rule. And when you meet couples that are like that, they've been together 40, 50 years and they're having a blast together. Those are the ones that you want to talk to and hang yeah. out with. And the common thread that you hear in all of them is easygoing, easy to get along with, no drama. They communicate well and the woman makes it easy for the guy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the more difficult she is, the more argumentative, the more boss girl bitch she is. It's every guy, especially the more alpha he is, it's like it gets irritating because then you feel like you're in a comp- competition mm-hmm. with your significant other all the time, always jockeying for leadership control. And it's it's irritating. Yeah. And that's why men prefer typically feminine, especially when you look at guys that are super rich and successful, high powered CEOs. Usually the wives or girlfriends they have are extremely feminine, girly, sometimes even a little ditzy, but they're not the boss girl type of girls because they're already competing in a world of men. They want to come home to that soft feminine energy. They don't want to come home to some chick that wants to argue with them or be difficult to be around or Mm -hmm. not want to make dinner because she's in a mood or, or whatever happens to be. What do you think about like Ronaldo and his girlfriend? Christian Ronaldo? Yeah. What's going on with him? Um, he's he's had a girlfriend for years. They have children together, but it's not his wife. And she kind of like, she came from nothing. And because of him, obviously, obviously she has a lot and she has her own business now. Um, but people say that she kind of controls the relationship. Like she's the alpha in the relationship. I've never observed the two of them, so I, I can't comment. But just the fact that he was he married before? Did he have a wife? I'm not sure. I don't so how long has he been with this one? Like over five years. Five years, and so they have kids together. It's, yeah. I mean, quite frankly, it's when you look at involving the state in your relationship, at least for a man, especially a guy like him that makes the kind of money that he makes. Yeah. It just doesn't make financial sense to get involved in a relationship where the government is is basically the third person. And the relationship, because if you want to separate or you want to go your separate ways, then you're dealing with alimony and child support and a splitting up all the assets and stuff like that. And everybody knows, I mean, I mean, the divorce rate's like 50% or and higher sometimes. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows somebody that's gone through a really nasty, unpleasant divorce. Yeah. And in his case, it's, there's just, there's no financial benefit to the guy. Yeah. I mean, for her, if she came from nothing, you, you know, she, it, it, it'd be peace of mind. Mm-hmm. But if he's had kids with her, I mean, at the end of the day, he's still going to have to provide child support and typically some kind of alimony, a guy, a guy like that. But it'd be easier for him to move on from that relationship versus him being married. So I look at that and I think that's pretty smart actually. Really? I mean, I don't, I don't agree or disagree, but whatever, Floats their boats. Because financially, he's got huge downside risk, especially if he was to get married in, you know, yeah. a blue state where it's like even in Europe, a lot of the, the countries, the the family law courts are so slanted in the woman's favor and against the men. It's like, you know, I'm sure he has plenty of friends and plenty of high powered, successful, wealthy guys like himself that he's watched go through that. Yeah. Get married, have a family, and then go through divorce, and then, you know, they fight it out. I mean, you look at, like, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. I think they split up a decade ago. Yeah. And they're still fighting over custody and stuff with, with their kids. Mm-hmm. And 
I think the oldest now is an adult. And so by the time this thing finally gets resolved, it's the kids are all going to be adults. Right. So it really isn't going to be any like, and yeah. maybe that's part of the, uh, the strategy, I guess, of uh, the, the attorneys is just to, to drag it out in court mm-hmm. and until the, um, until the kids are old enough to make, make their own decision. Yeah. And at that point, uh, you know, cause I was reading recently that they kind of don't have, it seems like the kids don't have a favorable view mm-hmm. of their dad because you hear the thing that happened in the private jet. He, Brad Pitt was supposedly drinking too much and caused a scene. He yelled at the kids or something like that. And uh, that was all that, – that was kind of like one of the events that happened before they split up. But mm-hmm. you can see a case like that. It's like how many tens of millions of dollars has he spent and how much is – how many tens of millions of dollars has she spent in legal fees just trying to legally – go their separate way yeah because they got married and i guess i assume they got married in california mm-hmm. so yeah. it's eight nine years on after they said hey we're getting a divorce that's insane and the kids were little when they started and by the time it's finally done it's like the, the kids will probably be done with college right that's that's crazy and especially if you're already getting those benefits in your relationship, like for the Ronaldo situation, like she, they live together. She, she already owns, I think like two, three homes that he got her and they have the kids, they have everything. So what's the point of adding on an unnecessary stress? Well, the way that somebody like Christian, he has the resources and you assume he's, you know, cause you said she's got a business. It's, mm-hmm. If you really love somebody, whether it's your girlfriend or your wife or even your own kids, it's you're you you're there to help each other grow. You're there to help each other become more. And from that perspective, it's like what happens if Christian Ronaldo gets hit by a bus and he's no longer around? Right. Now his wife has a successful business and she's the only one left to raise the kids if something happens to him. Mm-hmm. And so because she's got a business and she can earn money on her own and he, maybe he's helped her and taught her a lot of what he learned about business. And cause that would, that would also be stuff that as a father, you'd want to pass on to your children cause mm-hmm. you'd want your children to grow up and be able to pay their own bills. If you know, something hap- were to happen to you, like my own grandmother, um, when you look at how things have changed over the last century, you look at somebody like him, who's very wealthy, mm-hmm. versus like my grandmother when she was growing up in the early 1900s, her father was, um, everybody referred to him in the family as the colonel. Mm-hmm. So he was a colonel in the in the army. And she, when she was in like elementary school, she had to pay rent. She had to do laundry. Mm-hmm. She did had to do the cleaning. She had to do the cooking. She had to take care of the other siblings that were younger. In essence, be a mom because her, her mother passed away, I think, when she was 12, 11 or 12 years old. Oh, wow. And uh, so what is that, fifth grade, sixth grade? And so he's in the he's in the Army and is away a lot. And for him, he's his wife's already died, the mother of his children. And as a father, it's like now that he's the only one left, what happens if something happens to him? I mean, he is in the Army after all. A war, a war could happen because um, this is all around the turn of the century, around like World War One. And uh, if something happens to him, it's like that's it. She's not her own at like twelve years old. And so, for him, the reason why he would make his own daughter, who's in essence in elementary school, fifth, sixth grade, yeah, pay rent and hold down a job outside the family, is if something happens to him, mm-hmm. she'll she'll know how to survive without him. 
Yeah. And so somebody like Christian, he's got the resources. He's got more money he's ever going to be able to spend. It's, you know, he put he creates a situation where his girlfriend's got her own business and she's doing well. Mm-hmm. And because, again, you never know what's going to happen in life. I mean, look what ha- happened to Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Just retired on the greatest basketball players that ever play. And then he dies in a helicopter crash with his, I think, his oldest, oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. And now the his kids, their, their upbringing is totally up to his wife. Yeah. And she was intimately involved in their business and, and business affairs. And so the hope is, is that the wife can come behind and, and finish mm-hmm. raising the kids because of the resources and the way the businesses and stuff that the family owns are run. And I assume someday, probably when the kids are old enough, they work in the family business or maybe they get capital from the family trust or whatever to start a business or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so from that perspective, it's, I think that's smart because he's building up his girlfriend and, you know, people say, Oh, well he just gave her a bunch of money and she's a gold digger. It's you made her independent. It's like, if you really love somebody, if, if you can get your girlfriend or your wife to the point where they can do well enough without you and make enough money with that, they don't need you, but yet they stay. Yeah. Then, you know, they're there because of you, not because Mm -hmm. of your cash. Cause it's two people come together to share their completeness and so he had the resources and the ability to make sure his wife could become a successful entrepreneur. Yeah. And ultimately that's if the family you get, you come from a family of entrepreneurs, the dad and the mom, she's going to be a better mom. She can help her kids understand things about business that somebody else wouldn't be able to do. Yeah. And nowadays I feel like people have not well, I well, parents have not been doing their job when it comes to the kids nowadays. Like, they're just letting them just free wing it. Like, before, like you said, you're kind of forced to work to grow up faster. And now we're kind of being babied. Like, we're babying the, the younger. The bubble wrap nation. Yeah. Like, the younger generation. And they. Microaggressions. Don't want people getting offended. Mm-hmm. They don't know what it is to just toughen up and really deal with real life um, situations. 